Ladies and gentlemen, it's all good, man. The better. <laughs> better Call Saul podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Paint Store Manager Dave. Paint Store Manager Dave, how you doing? Lovely. 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 Got the full will spectrum. Be, will it be matte or gloss? Mm. Eggshell. Uh, I was just going to say, it. I'm a big fan of eggshell myself. Big fan of eggshell. When eggshell. it comes to automobiles, I like matte. Ooh. But interiors, mm. eggshell. <laughs> Classy. That's right. Classy. Off-white. We are here today in beautiful, tropical Julia, Illinois at Third City Sound Studios, climate controlled. Climate controlled, Third City Sound Studios. That's right. You might hear the climate control in the background, <laughs> a.k.a. the window units in an interior room. Don't ask me how that works. <laughs> it's this um, engineering marvel. It's a it's a studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we make it's, records here. Yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right. So first off, hey, we're actually being somewhat timely on this one. Kind of. Yeah, we're so within forty. Just a couple, forty, fifty hours. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it feels oh, like no. we were just here, like less than like twenty four hours ago, finishing I, up recording of Watch Along. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm so still out of it with how busy I've been. We're twenty eight hours. Oh, twenty eight. It, it was hours. yesterday. Yeah, it aired yesterday. Literally was. Well, That's damn. right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So a couple things going on here. Uh, one. I just wanted to say uh, to my friends on the OG, you can go fuck yourselves because apparently uh, the consensus on the OG is that uh, they don't like this episode. But I like this episode, so fuck the OG. The second thing is... Why doesn't the OG like the episode? I don't know. I've, I've, uh, apparently they think it's a cop-out. Not really a cop-out. It's just kind of cheap. I think everybody got so amped up seeing... Uh, because everybody was like, oh, Walt and Jesse are going to be in this episode, and then it never happened. I don't care. I personally don't give a shit either, <laughs> but, but a lot of people, that's that's a big deal. So, well, any, any fans of our show know that we've been talking about full Gene episodes, like, the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so, yeah. So, fuck the OG? Yeah, fuck the OG. So, also, uh, the second thing is, is we, you know, we, we've talked about, like, how we, we got the first two screeners, and, uh-huh. and, like, we don't get them anymore, which right. is fine. So, to be clear... Me and Dave don't feel we're owed that at all. No, not <laughs> like at all. it's it's just kind of a funny like funny thing that like we kind of throw back and forth. Ma- yeah. Mall of America was nice enough to uh, instant message me on Twitter. Nice, yeah, and uh, he was gracious enough to remind me that uh, if IMDb doesn't get screeners, then we don't deserve to get screeners either. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, hard to argue. <laughs> hard to argue with that that's awesome mall of america is uh i've been on i've been on twitter in the break i got a little sucked into the twitter sphere the uh-huh. cesspool yeah that is people's thoughts yeah and uh mall of america is like the one person that shows up that i'm actually like entertained by their <laughs> tweets uh i really appreciate what you do and your commentary on things yeah Thank you. You know what we, we should do? So we've been meaning to do a preview with the prior, but man, things have been so fucking crazy lately. So busy. Like all Ever this since sh- the world opened back up and the new normal started. Right. It's, uh, yeah. So, you know, and Half-Ass Dave, Half-Arse Dave. Half-Arse Dave. Yeah. I'm Half-Ass Dave. Yeah, from Australia. Uh, said, where the bloody hell are you guys? Uh, right fucking here, Dave. Yeah, bloody hell right here. Yeah, bloody. You're bloody well right. You know you got a right to say. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And big ups to Reginald, who's still giving me these awesome like emails there. Just, like, God. Like, we, so I was sitting there thinking, like, even if even if we somehow can't get together before the end of the episode, we, uh-huh. we got to do just 
appreciation of people. Yeah, and maybe I'll we'll try and get the songs down that I promised everybody because there's like four of you that I owe something or all in one song, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I started working on it. I want Brian to be involved in it too, though. So I'll, I'll do my best. We'll actually do a, a legit recording. Maybe I'll even get all my talented music friends that I make albums with to do a real, oh man, a real recording. Sweet. Yeah. So next week, I'll, uh, once again, I'll be out of town all week, but we're going to record remotely because at that point there'll only be like two episodes left. Right. Correct. So can't stop now, Dave. No, this train is—it's uh, like there. Yeah, it's like it's like there. It's like, <laughs> it, it is. If we stop now, that'd just be the dumbest thing. Right. And if you guys have ideas <laughs> of what we should do after, uh, it's all good, man. Me and Dave kind of threw around some joking ideas. So, but uh, if you guys uh, want yeah. us to do anything afterwards, let us know. I, I another show would be cool, but like we picked such a good show for this one. Right. Like, I couldn't imagine us doing any other show. Right. Honestly, and everything comes out straight to streaming, and everybody binges. So I, that would really change things. Mm-hmm. Or I like the movie idea. Or maybe watch-alongs if people are entertained by the watch-alongs. Yeah. Because I was even saying today I kind of wish we would have done a a watch-along recording because we were kind of on point with the humor, at least to each other. Yep. We're cracking each other up quite a bit. Yep. So, here we are. We are talking about episode 610, which is titled what, Dave? Nippy. Not Nipsey. Nope, not Nipsey. I kept referring to it as Nipsey. That's Nipsey Russell. I just can't get it uh, through my head that it's Nippy. I like the title because basically it's Gene nipping it in the bud. Ah, see. And it's, uh, for those the uninitiated, it is nip it in the bud, not nip it in the butt. (laughs) Do people think it's nip it in the butt? Yes, they think it's nip it in the butt. I've heard that a lot. It's a a horticultural term. Right, I was going to say, like roses and (laughs) shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's also would have... And could have. Mm. You don't would have. I would have all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have right now, but then I ran out of things Grammar to do. is hard. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Episode 610. We open up at the grocery store. With Carol Brunette. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you, you would have got that right. <laughs> you would have got that right. Uh, Carol Brunette. Carol it's so stupid. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. It's not even like a good joke. It's so late at night, we're all slap happy. Yeah. Uh, but I, you, you said she tugged her ear. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. It was very subtle. Okay. I'm just saying, if you want to make another bet about this, <laughs> oh, we can make God. a bet about it. Oh, I want to so. I bad. meant to like timestamp it when we were watching, and you so just you did me. see her do it. When yes. when was it? And when she's in the store, like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did she yeah. use the grabber tool? Oh, that would have been fucking sweet. <laughs> she, or she like it malfunctions. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> thing has the mind of his head stuck on my ear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a signal to her mom, right? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's passed on because Carol Brunette's like <laughs> 90. Good <laughs> 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 thing she's not blonde. Anyway. Who did she play in this? What's her name again? Marion. That's right. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Marion. She's a very independent woman. She is. Uh, she don't need no help from no man. Unless she asks for it. That's right. Oh, and she asks for it. Hard. <laughs> he makes her want it. Uh, I like that she grabbed a thing of condensed milk. <laughs> which... Oh, because that was the thing about the thing when we used to drink condensed milk. Oh, so gross. Yeah. Ugh, could I... Have I've you ever had... drank condensed milk? No. I, I think it's it's used in baking some things I think but God it's it's I I tried it once it's like super thick and it's like Ugh. gelatin yeah it, it's fucking terrible so aren't you supposed to like water it back down like condensed orange juice 
Probably. Let's but concentrate. Like, but I remember trying, I remember finding a can of it and trying it when I was like in my teens. And I just <laughs> remember being like, oh, it's so rich and so thick. Like, ah. Nope. Ah, like Kevin James. So rich and so thick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And not as tasty, though, either. <laughs> <laughs> so rich and so thick. Yeah, Kevin James. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, it's a pretty elaborate scam that yeah. uh, the old Gene is pulling. <laughs> yeah. Nice setup and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I like it when she uh, asked for pastrami. Right. I fucking love pastrami. Is today's pastrami day? Every day is fucking pastrami day. I don't know if that's I am happy, day. though. You know, um, uh, the deli in New York City. What was like the big deli that everybody had to go to? Carnegie? Carnegie, Carnegie deli? deli? Yeah. I am happy that before it went out of business that I actually got to have one of the Carnegie delis, like on rye? pastrami sandwich. Yeah, it, it was like it had to be a foot and a half tall. Oh yeah, it was crazy. But like it a was Pramani Brothers, huh? Like a Pramani Brothers sandwich, but better. Mm. But better. Mm. If you're ever in Pittsburgh, Pramani Brothers. Last time I was there, I went to uh, Tony Luke's. Tony Luke's uh, Philly cheese sandwich. How many eggs were you offered to put on your food? Uh. Zero? Because in a weekend, I was offered like five times when I was there. <laughs> Everything you order, you want an egg on that? Really? Because yeah. they seem like such a healthy populace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Permanian Brothers is like, where they put coleslaw and french fries on your sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, every time you order something, but for I don't know if it's just the places we want to, but every time you want a fried egg, want a fried egg on that? <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I, I had a like an acquaintance like back in the day that like he was like one of those like East Coast people. Uh-huh. Like, so, you know. Like, thank you to any East Coast people that listen to our, New England people specifically, Yes, that listen to our podcast, but, like, nobody gives a shit where you're from. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, New York people, New Jersey people, Philly people, like, uh-huh. always have to toss it in there where they're from. Like, right. n- nobody gives a shit. But right. but this, I guess a buddy would, would always talk about being from Philadelphia, and all I had to do to make them mad was be like, yeah, I know, right? Like, but like, when, I'm like, you should try moving to like a a big city sometime. <laughs> I mean, like, what what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, it's kind of like a large town, but it's not really right. like a city. And he he would get so <laughs> defensive about that. And every time he he'd just start ranting, and I'm like, I'm like, going reason your mask because you're from Philly, right? <laughs> just stir it right back in his face. You're not talking about the guy that built this particular studio, are you? No, is he from Philly? Yeah, he's from Philly. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So and no, I am. Let you know that he's from Philly. Oh no! <laughs> Does he? When he gets drunk, uh-huh. it, the accent comes out. Like mm-hmm. he's he's been here twenty years or whatever in Joliet, so it's he has a midwestern flair, but he still has some things that sound mm-hmm. east coast. And when he gets drunk, it's like combined that with Irish because he's Irish. Mm-hmm. So it, his accent gets weird. Wow, he's wasted. All right, it's funny. Do you know anybody like that? Smash the like button. Right. Leave a comment below. <laughs> leave a comment. Who's, below. who's your friend? Who's uh? What would you say? Native accent comes out when they get wasted. Who's my friend? Oh, I have our, uh, our listeners. Oh yeah, because uh, I have multiple friends. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um. Yes. We are so well traveled. So anyway, Carol Burnett. <laughs> it's Burnett, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. Is riding her little uh, rascal, rascal, her rascal, rascal scooter, lady. and she gets stopped on like this little clump of snow. Uh-huh. I like that she backed up and like went forward. Try to ram it, dude. Ram right, but if she went like maybe a, a few more feet back and just built the momentum, she could have made it right over, and then that would have ruined the whole plot of the show. It's possible. Right? right? All she had to do was just cruise over that bitch. Well, sometimes, you know, these elaborate scams just require like everything to line up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. 
Pretty much this whole episode yeah, worked out that way. This whole series, it's yeah. Like the, pretty much this whole series is based series on the premise is... of everybody acting exactly like they need to at that moment. <laughs> they were breaking bad, but it's awesome. I mean, I love it. But yeah. like, that's one thing. I was like, oh man, like if that person just stepped like one foot to the left or like entered right. the door like five seconds sooner, then the big elaborate plot that took like thirty minutes to unfold would <laughs> have just never unfolded. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, and I did call the number on Nippy's. Yeah, and the, poster. the poster, and it was busy. It was busy. Well, first you called the wrong number. I did call the wrong number, awesome. and I got like some... Uh, but it was Omaha. It was something of Omaha. Yeah. Which is where It was are. like the Assistant Society or something like that of Omaha. So at least so. you got the area code right. Yeah. And the prefix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mostly accurate. Mostly. Mostly, mostly accurate. accurate. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was wondering, maybe it was busy just because there's a lot of people calling that number for Oh, this, you like, know, that might have been... That might have been because they they do do stuff where like Call the right character now, put on speakerphone. I don't want to right now. <laughs> so then we cut to the intro, which is the mug. Anything different in this intro, fucking Dave? Yeah, it gets cut off. It goes blue screen. Yeah, like a tape, like a VCR. See, kids, back in the day, there was this machine that plays tapes, mm-hmm. magnetic tapes, right? Called a video cassette recorder, mm-hmm. and it would go blue when the tape would stop playing, right? And the only way, you know, you could rewind your tape, right. but the real way to rewind your tape is you had a little machine that all it did was rewind tapes and shaped, it looked like, shaped like a Corvette. Or, shaped like a fucking Corvette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right. <laughs> I think we've actually had this discussion on the show before. Right. Yeah. We're, well, we're lame like that. Yeah. It's always shaped like a car. I don't know why a car. Right. I Two wheels. Uh, no. I, I feel like second. some company just had like a mold left over from like a model car. Something. And then, yeah. And then they were just like, you know what we can do with this? Make automatic tape rewinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, repurpose that bitch. Repurpose that's, it. That's what life's all about. So I'm curious to see what the intros will be like going forward. Yeah, I, I was I was actually expecting this one to be completely black and white because mm-hmm. it felt, you know, there was so much Gene. I was like, oh, this must be a full Gene episode. And then I was like, the whole intro is going to be black and white. But no, but it did. For one, the naming structure is different. It's not a this and that. Like every episode prior to this has been a this and that. And then, uh, and then the intro cuts off. Mm-hmm. So it is different, Brian. It is. So we open up, and uh, not our Jeff is driving the cab. That's right. <laughs> not our Jet, new yeah. Jeff. Third Mike Jeff. Uh, Third Mike <laughs> disappeared on us. <laughs> I guess the actor who originally played Jeff had some sort of scheduling conflict, and so they got this guy um, to play new Jeff. Wait, it's not what? the same Jeff. This is not the same guy? No, it's not the same Jeff. I didn't go back and look. No, it's I not. I thought you were talking about our co-host that no, did no. A, a one season with us. No, not that Jeff. I don't know oh. what he's doing. But yeah. like, like not our Jeff, like in, like the guy from last season. Oh. This is a new actor. Oh. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That was yeah. the same guy. And I this time I actually listened to the Insider Podcast while I was at work today before oh. we came here. So you're cheating. And, and they, well, yeah. And, and they cheating said on that, me? Cheating on our show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just a slut. What can I say? <sighs> Cheaters never prosper. But um, what? What did you say? Cheaters never prosper. Cheaters never prosper. Unless yeah. you're Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, unless like a lot of them totally do. <laughs> also, theory that the uh, the balls they hit were juiced and it had nothing to do with steroids. But so you were listening to the Insider podcast, right? And they were saying, you know, they were explaining that the the guy who was the original actor just had a scheduling conflict, so they went uh, back to previous casting tapes, uh, and uh, they picked uh, number his, two. His name escapes me, but yeah. So they got this guy. And they so, were saying for the trailer, they they had to re re record the lines that old Jeff said. Oh, to like make the the trailer and everything make sense. Interesting. So they were trying to gaslight us. It, they did successfully. That gave, for one, they gaslit me, mm-hmm. and for two, I guess he's not really El Jefe. He's just Jeff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not the boss. Not so the he, he drives his little cab up to his parents' house or mm-hmm. to Marion's house, his mom's house. Right. Walks up the little ramp. Or does his mom opens live with the him? door? And here's uh, here's Gene. Bam. His mom totally boning. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally how they set that up. That would have been so great if they would have been like making out on the couch. Well, they did do the whole like how they met felt like a dating. Right, exactly. Hey, tell them how we met. Yeah, and then later on the episode, he wants them to come in and take a bath and get cleaned up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the very, very, probably the most romantic episode of Better Call Saul. Yeah, probably. I, I especially loved how he's needling him about like, hey, you ever drive anybody famous? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, just uh. Taunting him, essentially. Taunting him. I did like also his rendition of uh, Can't Drive 55. Yeah, like he sang Richard it completely incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Can't Drive 55. Yeah. It was so awesome. So awesome. I really enjoyed that. Lap into your computer, guy. It just went to sleep. Oh. All right. And we're back. You should put in some elevator music <laughs> there, <laughs> just for a couple seconds. Do, 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 do. Spanish fly. All right, so then. All right, ready? So then Gene stays for dinner. Mm-hmm. Just taunting Jeff the entire time. Just taunting him. Kind of. Kind of. Because then they have the heart-to-heart outside. The, the stepdad talk. Mm-hmm. We've all had that. Yeah. The stepdad talk. I do like that. He's like, you don't have to call me dad. Yet. 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 That's right. Although my stepdad never gave me that talk. No. No. I don't, I will never. Was it because you were like 30? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 21. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I did tell him, like, you're not my, you're not my real dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Like five times. I like how, um, uh, Gene just looped him in. Like, Jeff probably had no intentions of ever being a criminal, had no No. desire to be in the game. No, this is all based in Gene's paranoia, for sure. Yeah. Like, convinced him that he wanted to be part. Right. Part of that. Well, because I was worried about that, because then his mom said later he ran to a, with with a rough crowd in Albuquerque. You're like, so he has known nothing about the world of crime, or he was in the world of crime. Like what, like bad people? Were they just like they have gambling addictions or something? Like just a bunch of jerks. Yeah, just around like throwing like rocks at drive through mm-hmm. uh, menus, fire or, in the hole, yeah. <laughs> throwing rocks at. <laughs> Fire the hole's the worst. First off, ever... I don't know anybody that would ever throw a rock at the drive-thru. <laughs> no, no. Anybody that would ever do that and then end up putting the place out of business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just to clue you people in, somebody allegedly, allegedly threw a giant piece of concrete through a drive through sign, <laughs> which supposedly, <laughs> I hear tell, broke, <laughs> broke it <laughs> and broke every light bulb in it. If I had a, a dollar for every time I started the sentence, I don't think that's a good idea, but never got a chance to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Right, I was going to say, that's how we started this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back at the Saw Palace. Does the first thing, turns on the scanner, listening. Oh, wait. Eyes I, peeled, ear to the ground, Dave. I wanted to mention before that uh, it's important that he... I noted the second watch that when he tells Jeffy about this, getting him in the game, mm-hmm. which awesome movie, by the way, Sean Penn and okay. uh, Michael Douglas, if right you've on. never seen the game, nope. or Surviving the Game, mm-hmm. that's okay. another good one. Um, he does say, we're done. Like, we do this, then we're done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Okay. Okay. Because it was. Because it was. You know, Dave, good observation. Because the first time I watched it, I felt good bad for Jeffy. Dave. 
And I was like, oh, Jeff, he thinks they're friends. But then he rewatches it. No, he told them. He Isn't told that a bummer? They, these are like the closest of friends that, <laughs> I know, right? that that old Jimmy McGill has. All right. Yeah. Like Gene actually had a friend for a second. Yeah, totally. So his whole speech at the end is rendered moot, mm-hmm. but then not by his own actions. Mm-hmm. Self-sabotage. Yeah. The name of the game. So we're back at the Saw Palace. Listen right. to the scanners. Eyes peeled. Ears to the ground. Figures he's 10 10-4. Good buddy. 10-4. Yeah, Dave was uh, gracious enough to explain to me several times what 10-4 <laughs> meant. So good good looking out, Dave. I would have never put that together. Copy that. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> uh, 10-20 means location. What's your, what's your location? Gotcha. Noted. That's right. Noted. Okay. So my ten twenty next week will be in Minneapolis. Yes, that's ten four. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's in Minneapolis and wants to get a beer, hit me up on Twitter. I'll get crazy. I'll go have a beer with somebody from <laughs> listening to this show. I dare you. He's going to be like, you want to get in the game, don't you? Yeah, I dare you I to d- hit me up on Twitter if you're going to be in <laughs> Minneapolis next week. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I have no wife or kids so, there with me. I dare you. To hit nobody me up. will even know if I disappear. Right. I'm not telling anybody where I'm going. Right. I will be completely isolated. I'll even leave my cell phone in my car. Yeah. In Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I, I. So you know he, he's obviously like planning his little scheme, and he grabs his little box of goodies from under the sink, which is like the lamest place to hide something. Right. Yeah, but he did grab Marco's ring. Yeah, you know he, he the game face on right. Right, that's like Howard like, Hamlin's Superman suit. This is his. Uh, yeah, I called it his hell. His hell Jordan ring. Yeah, his Green Lantern ring. Right, exactly. Darkest day, or brightest day, darkest night. Something to something. Green Lantern. The movie sucked. What? What? What'd you say? The movie sucked. Oh yeah, the movie sucked. Yeah, the Hell Jordan Green Lantern is pretty cool. No, the Green Lantern is cool. Um, movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. I was gonna, I, and I, I tried to make a Superman analogy at first, and I was like, "Wait a minute, it's Clark Kent that accessorizes. <laughs> Superman does not." So, but that kind of kicks off the whole planning sequence of the show. Yes. And uh, I even, I even said, I remember watching it the first time. I watched it live on TV, and when he was uh-huh. just kind of marching through the mall, and especially when he turned the corner, and he's, and it was like a, like you know, like center frame. Yeah. Gene mm-hmm. and the way he was walking, I'm like, it seems like he's counting steps because yeah. I do that often. Concentration face. Yeah, absolutely. Game face on. Right. And he brings the security guards, Cinnabons as like a peace offering. And That's right. It's like Rooster way... Rooster from Top Gun answers the door. <laughs> right. Not Rooster Jr. Did you see well, the new Top Gun? Yeah, Rooster is Goose Jr. It's, oh, it's fuck. Rooster. That's right. I, the, yeah, Father. Spoiler said, alert. You, yeah. Spoiler alert <laughs> if you Miles haven't seen the movie Teller. in the past two fucking months. Right. Right. But uh, did you notice in Top Gun, you know, like, because, uh, you know, Goose, when they played volleyball, wore jeans on the beach. Ro- Rooster wore the same outfit. Like, he was the only one in jeans. No, but he something. wore jean shorts. Jean shorts. But still, yeah. he was the only one wearing denim. There was, yeah, there was, a, there was a definitely an homage to mm-hmm. this, yeah, the thing. Which, by the way, side note, amazing movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I really like how they awesome. worked in the Star Wars trench, <laughs> Star Wars trench scene <laughs> into the climax of the movie. Yeah, because like I've ne- again, I've never fucking seen a Star Wars, but I know enough about it to know that they fucking fly the trench and drop the bomb right down a fucking shaft, and that goes right to the center of the planet and fucking blows up. Kind of. Well, it's the same fucking concept where they're like, oh, you got to fly the, 
you got to fly these fucking uh, MIG whatevers like through through the fucking canyon. Then you got to go up and over, and you got to drop the fucking bombs right down the fucking shaft. That's right. And I'm just gonna say, uh, Top Gun Maverick kicks the shit out of Top Gun. Oh uh, yeah, I'll even agree. And I love Top Gun, but I mm. love Top Gun the cheesiness of it. I love Top Gun Maverick the just awesome like production value of it. Yeah, I think that's what did it for me. Yeah, good film. I mean, Tom Cruise is really going ten G's. Yeah. Ooh, you can't fake that, man. That goddamn Tom Cruise. You can't fake that. A handsome son of a bitch. Wish would have saw. An he IMAX. has a tooth in the center of his face. Have you ever noticed? Like when he smiles, his two front teeth don't like split his face. They're oh like, really? They're like shifted to like the right. Never noticed that. So one of his like front like teeth huh. are like right in the center. Weird. See, and now you'll see it, and now you'll never not see it. Because <laughs> I pointed that out to my wife, and she was like, "Well, great, thanks, Brian, because that's now I can all I can look at. That's all I can see. Now that's oh, all I can man. see." But anyway, back to the security guards. Um, that was the most jovially disgusting commercial for Cinnabon I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> Cinnabon. You know, and of course, you made, the, you made the comment, like, why is it every fat guy in a TV show? I wrote that to... down. Hold on. This is what I wrote down. Okay. Why does every fat person say, I'm watching my waistline when they're eating junk food? And it's because fat people can't actually see their waistline. <laughs> <laughs> watching it disappear <laughs> watching it get bigger but yeah seriously it's always like oh I'm watching my waistline <laughs> I guess one won't hurt yeah trope as someone who recently lost 80 pounds and then put 50 immediately back on <laughs> it's a slow like slope. net loss 30 yeah net loss 30 okay there you so go so I'm still but I'm currently dealing with a huge back problem because I'm fat again no oh, well but yeah it's a slippery slope don't allow yourself the Cinnabon Listen mm-hmm. to Louis C.K.'s bit about Cinnabon. Do you like Cinnabons? No. I love. I think it was Louis C.K.'s bit that did it for me. Really? When he pointed out just <laughs> how gross it is and how like, nobody in line at Cinnabon is really happy to be in line <laughs> at Cinnabon. <laughs> you got to give it up to Cinnabon, though. I think we've said this before. It's pretty awesome that they're like, they're like yeah, no, totally. We want to be a part of that. Yeah. It's, you got to like that. It's just a little too much. Like I, I can do half a Cinnabon, and it's delicious. Yeah. But I won't. I'm a completionist. Mm. I will finish that fucking thing. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls at Panera are pretty fucking good. Yeah. I think I've had a Cinnabon once, but it was, it was just too much for me. Like, Panera just, bread is just fast food for people that say they don't eat fast food. By that the way. is very, very true. <laughs> because the key the key to it is is uh, if it wasn't, they wouldn't have a fucking drive-thru. Right. Right? Uh, and there's probably no more fast food than just fucking pouring some soup in a bread. Right. It's just... <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, super gross. Uh, every, like this is now probably the third time I've seen that scene, and I'm just like, ah, and, and the smacking of the fingers. Oh yeah, the authenticity oh, of the the sound. Oh, dude. dude, so yummy. Gary Gergich, Gary, Gary Jerry Gergich, just mowing down on Cinnabons. Yeah, that had was... to watch that. I, I forgot the timestamp on that, but I think we had to watch that for like a while, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Give or take a while. Oh, a minute 50 in TV time. I wrote oh, that that's down. right. Yeah, you guessed that Like without even... Yeah, knowing. so we found out today that... I mean, I've always had this inkling, but I'm really good at guessing uh, time elapses. Mm-hmm. Like how long it's been since something has happened. I have a really good internal clock. You do. You nailed it. Because I had the, clo- I had the, the phone timing mm-hmm. it on the stopwatch, and when I stopped, you were like, let me guess, a minute 50? I'm like... Holy shit, it was one minute, 50 <laughs> seconds, and seven milliseconds was the entirety of, right. of that grossness. And then later on, when we did the, you timed the actual robbery, and then I was like, what was that, about 
two fifteen. The and time he like, was knocked out. Well, that, but then you were like, no, it was way longer than that. And I was like, no, I started counting at the time that he fell down. And you're like, oh, it was like 2.30. Yeah. So. Yeah, you goes. were spot on with that. I wake up right before my alarm goes off almost every day. Yeah. And I'm late for everything. Yeah, you are. That's, <laughs> it's a well-documented frustration I have with you. That's, a very, that's, very, that's very true, Dave. It's something about people that are eternal optimists, I read. As a way to justify my tardiness, mm-hmm. it's that you feel like you have time to complete all the tasks. Oh, really? So you just overload yourself. No, it's just pro- poor planning. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm <laughs> glad that somebody provided you with an excuse. Yeah, no, it's, I don't. I don't buy into those stupid things. Like, oh, really smart people are always super messy. Then you come to my studio and it's super messy, and I'm like, wait, well, it's because I'm really smart. Yeah, it's not because I'm lazy. I'm so I'm so brilliant. <laughs> I'm so brilliant. I know that it's better for my immune system not to be cleanly. Although I have. Picked this studio up quite a bit, and the uh, the owner friend of mine, his first thought was to reprimand me for cleaning up. Really? Because now he doesn't know where things are at. Oh yeah, that'll happen too. And then we spent half an hour look- looking for something that I put away. Oh, yep. <laughs> see, <laughs> so there's a method there. So there is. It's it, it is like you just you set it. See, here's the thing: is you set it down, you remember where it's at. The way to the workaround mm-hmm. is when you put it down, you just put it away, mm-hmm. and then you remember that you put it away. Right. Gotcha. That's where the excuse comes into play. Gotcha. So Saul, Jeff, and the dude with the dog <laughs> are practicing the heist out in a field or on a frozen lake. They have the the mall of the the department store mapped out, which is a set. Yeah, I found that. I I thought that was super interesting. Um, on the uh, Better Call Saul Insider podcast, they said that oh, was wait. not a real store. We that skipped. whole fucking thing was skipped, a set. Well, we skipped way over something. What did we skip over? I wanted to talk about the montage. Oh. We did. It was the most jovially disgusting. Well, I wanted to note that it turned into a Steven Soderbergh film. All right, so go. I wanted to note that it turned into a Steven Soderbergh okay, gotcha. film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very Ocean's Eleven. I just really appreciated that. And the editing, just to give some props, because, you know, it, it goes with the flow and it has this nice flow to it. And then mm-hmm. if anybody understands the reference I'm making, that, like, Steven Soderbergh movies feel much like that. Also, that Frank's dialogue, because you said... When they're talking about sports, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is how I feel. Oh, yeah, because with movies, as I, I haven't seen probably any movie that most people have seen. Right. Except for apparently Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Fucking, um, I also do not watch sports at all. Right. Have you ever seen me wear anything sports-related that not didn't pertain pur- to like a high school? Not on purpose. Right. Have you ever heard me talk about sports? We are wearing a sports shirt right now. Sir. Yeah, that. Well, I got like this, I said, not on purpose. I got this for free. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never. Have you ever seen me in like a uh, Chicago Cubs shirt? No. Or Bears? Not on purpose. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So like sports is one of those things, and I totally felt Gene's uh, like pain there as he was trying to like keep the conversation going uh-huh. because that is totally. At my at, at work, probably like most everybody else's work, they all everybody fucking talks about sports, and it right. sucks when it's somebody who can make like very crucial decisions about my career <laughs> that start asking me about the Chicago Bears, and I totally do the same fucking thing. They'd be like, "How about that game Sunday?" Like, yeah, you know, they'll be like against the Packers. Like, oh yeah, the Packers. Like they uh, don't like each other at all. And he'd be like, right. No, and then the quarterback. So and so, I'm like, yeah, he really had a game. Huh? He's like, yeah, it's terrible. I'm like, I know. <laughs> That's totally. I've done that for like probably 15 minutes at a time, just trying to keep it going until I could find a way to like move the conversation to something else. Right. I I felt I felt like Frank's dialogue was written by somebody that is tired of hearing people like that talk. Yeah. 
like it's written from Gene's perspective. It's not written from totally. somebody in Frank's perspective. Like, totally. And what really that's what you sound like. That's what a sports guy sounds like to you. That is exactly what And a to me, guy that's said. what a sports guy that's trying to make small talk but isn't really a sports guy like talks like you know like, Yeah. It's so I guess funny. that's like the genius of it. But yeah. totally stuff like when he's like Well, like, I really liked it when he was like, Well, you know me. Like when he does when he yeah. does bad, I'm all over him. But yeah. you know, when he does good, I praise him or whatever yeah, fuck he exactly. said. Because like when people say that stuff to me about sports and stuff, I'm like, right. dude, like that, <laughs> it's that, all the cliches. Yeah, like like that goalie on the hockey team doesn't have any clue who the fuck you are. And, right, like, you're talking like like he like people should give some credence about your your expertise. <laughs> That's why I always say, and I will I will die on that hill. I'm not a wee guy. Yeah, I always you know the mouse in your pocket pocket thing. I'm not part of the team. Mm-hmm. If I say we, I'm talking about maybe the fandom, yeah, or something. But I won't be like, yeah, we won, yeah, yeah, we lost. That sucks. Yeah, I was in, I was in Chicago yeah, when uh, when the Cubs won the World Series. Even when the Cubs won the World Series, and you know I'm a pretty big Cubs fan. Yeah, and it was always they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. They, the crowd of people I was around with, was there was no they. It was we, us, we did it. Sure we did. We we did it, homie. Sure we did. Right, I practiced real hard that season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, just not my thing. So that that's a that's a, a very correct yeah. assessment. Not that I didn't of, run around drunkenly bumping pelvises with my friends in my buddy's garage, right? In a state of complete euphoria and excitement, right? Still not part of the team. Yeah, we, me and my wife, we looked at each other and we're like, "Oh shit, we better get out of the city before they start fucking rioting." <laughs> like that. Seriously, that, that was our comment. Like, shit, we better get out of the city before uh, they start fucking rioting. They didn't riot. I don't think they rioted for it. They did for the socks, but they didn't for the well. Hmm. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. Why? Because Cubs fans are better than Sox fans. Oh, I got <laughs> That Sox fans are the redheaded stepchild, the oh, trashy yeah. Southsiders. Oh, I'm that. from the uppity Northsiders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I drive my Volkswagen Golf to the games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's not Sabrina. even a joke when you're going to Cubs games. There's so many fucking Volkswagen. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. I but to bring it back, yes, that is exactly how when people talk sports, right. that, that is exactly how they sound to me. It's all jokes, people. I don't really hate Sox fans. That much. That much. Right. So the Moons of Balloon comes back into play. That He's still reading the book from episode 301. Yeah, and it's funny because the book is only like maybe seventy five pages. Right. <laughs> it's like a hundred. It's like a Judy Bloom book. It's like the size of like Bloom. It's like the size of like one Super of those like, chapter novels that like <laughs> my kids buy at Barnes and Noble for easy reading. Tales of a Tales of a former lawyer. Nothing. I don't get it. Tales of a fourth grade. Nothing was. Oh, Bloom gotcha. Book. Uh, yeah. well, so. Are you there, Brian? Is me, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. So you pulled it back. A literary joke. I get there it. I see go. what you're doing. Right. So yeah, you're picking it up. I'm throwing yeah. it. Yeah, I get you. I get exactly. you. Wink. And since men can have periods now. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> and since men can have periods oh, now, yeah, yeah. it's even more relevant. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bringing it back to the practice heist. So were they were they like on a field or were they yeah. on like a lake? Like I wrote a, maybe rope, a big ass roped off a practice pond? field. So I, I honestly, we're from Illinois. Mm-hmm. You know, corn. Yeah. So I, I, my, and you know, Nebraska. So yeah. we just assume it's a cornfield. I kept thinking, though, he was using the megaphone to yell. Like, that shit would carry so far. Yeah. But it's also Nebraska. But didn't we make a comment, you know, like the Nebraska is like the America's big backyard? Yeah. It's flat. You know, something with Kansas is like lamer Kansas City or something like that. We had some sort of. I think that Kansas City, Missouri is like worse than Kansas City, Kansas or something like that. We made some joke about yeah. how Nebraska sucks worse than Kansas. Yeah. 
Um, well, yeah, there's like nothing. Yeah, it's a flyover state. I did like when Jeff said like this is this is uh, crazy. Yeah, and then of course Gene says, "You know what's crazy?" Yeah, you know, and he I talks about like that. the guy who's the chemistry teacher makes money and has enough money to like fill a Volkswagen, <laughs> a Volkswagen that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. They should make a show about that guy. That sounds interesting as fuck. I know they should call it. Uh, they should call it like. Volkswagen guy. Volkswagen guy. Yeah. I like call it high school meth maker. Oh, man, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, see, these yeah. people should just hire us. We it's, know so much better. Maybe than they, they should do. use like alliteration for his name, like like George Gold or mm-hmm. Ronnie Red. Ah, mm. Nice. Something where like the yeah. first name has the same, like, yeah, alliter- alliteration. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Like, like Jerry Jade. <laughs> Jerry Jade. <laughs> exactly. Walter. Uh, so uh, that I, I was, <laughs> yeah, Oscar Offwhite, Oscar Offwhite, <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Eggshell, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, Back to the paint jokes that's at the right. beginning of the podcast, or the real loop, Matt, Matt. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but I was gonna say, well, Matthew, nickname in parentheses, Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or I was just gonna say, like that—that's your Walter or White. Or 3M. Which would be like the tape, which you use when you paint. Back to the paint thing. Eggshell. Eggshell. Interior. <laughs> Eggshell. So anyways, <laughs> this is your Walter White. This is, everybody's waiting all season for yeah. Walter White. There it is. He talked about him. Yeah. Boom. Now he's in the uh, zeitgeist. Yeah. He's there, man. Yeah. So. He is there. I don't need to see him. I know everybody's all excited about it, but like, whatever. This isn't his story, bro. Yeah. Word. This is Saul's story. Word. So when the store manager, Miss Deutsch, Sprecancy Deutsch, I believe is her full name, when she's walking through and notices the spot that needs to be buffed out, yeah, uh, I instantly knew. I said somebody's going to fall on that. That was like the most obvious setup. Okay, so I at first I thought we've skipped past the robbery for some reason, mm-hmm. and that was the scuff that he left from running around. Oh, like so I was like, oh, that's why you wear gym shoes, dude. Like you don't wear, you know. So I thought maybe that was going to lead to them getting busted. Oh, like there's a scuff. Yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah, was here yeah. to check the tapes. Yeah. Um, and then my second thought was when she said, have maintenance come in, I was like, oh, shit, maintenance is going to bust him in the act. Mm-hmm. That's what I was waiting for. So the whole time, I'm waiting for him to run into a maintenance guy. Yeah. But no, you're smarter than me. No, apparently. I just. But, you but then it, it. You got it right. But then um, when it comes back around, mm-hmm. and then he does bust ass, and he's like passed out, then I thought they were going to get caught. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, well, how's he going to get out of that one? You know what right. I mean? Like, Because I, th- uh, I thought. At that point, I was like, well, somebody's obviously going to slip and fall. Mm-hmm. And then to get ahead a little bit. Slipping when he, Jimmy. When he did fall. Slipping Jeffy. Yep. When he did fall, I thought that they, it, the plan, whatever they had going on, was going to be fucked up by him getting caught being passed out. Uh-huh. But then that's how Saul was going to, uh, Gene, whatever, was going to get his revenge by being like, oh, my God. And then that guy was going to get arrested. He's going to be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. I'm right. Set of bonds. <laughs> like, but also... That guy could just wake up and be like, "That guy saw Goodman." You know, he can still turn him in. Yeah, I guess that's so true. They still, he still needs to ensure the mutually assured destruction that they talk about later. Okay, fair enough. I guess I didn't think of that angle, but that's yeah. the only that's the only thing that I was thinking is like, why does he? Mm-hmm. Why is he so invested? Because he put in so much legwork. Yeah, all the legwork. He went through a whole Ocean's Eleven montage. Right. Like Groundhog Day. How many Cinnabons did he bring? <laughs> Right? I wonder, how, yeah, I wonder, uh, did they ever mention how many times they had to, how long that took them to set that up? No. And they practice? 
That no. would have been interesting to know. I thought I heard it, but like I don't know. I don't know. Also, he's on the he's like running around on the second floor mm-hmm. in the thing. They didn't set that up in the yeah. cornfield. The yeah. second floor. I do uh I do like the whole like loading dock. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, we're at the loading dock scene. Yeah, wait a minute though. He backs up the truck. Right, but was the store on the second floor? No, but at okay. one point he runs downstairs. So gotcha. the store's on the first floor, but okay. at some point the department store has a second floor. Oh, yeah, like the Macy's or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so he's running it. down. That's when he busts him's, his head is when he comes down the stairs and he's running across the store. And then he slips and falls. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So they didn't really show him go up the stairs or at any other time mention that there was a second floor. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he's on the second floor. And I do like the classics all set up when, he, when he's talking to Miss Deutsch. And, uh, you uh-huh. know, like the, the, the delivery at the dock. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a pressure washer or some right. shit. Or spray. Something. Something. Pumps. Pumps. Engines. Yeah. Spray pumps. And then uh, I, I I like the whole Spanish mackerel. Like yeah, right. smell if he doesn't go pick it up. Because that's how problem. they ship mackerels. Yeah. Just, they just throw it in a box and ship it. They don't yeah. put it on See, and he, he owned the silence. Remember, I've talked several times about like good sales technique or yeah. whatever. Right. If you want to like convince somebody, you got to own the silence sometimes. Because she was like very like, well, that's not my problem. And he just kind of waited her out until right. she just kind of like broke a little bit. And then right. he's like, oh, I'll have it there like, you know, like 10 in the morning or whatever. Right. With yeah. flowers. Exactly. Owning the silence. Owning the silence. And then it's finally go time. And Jeff crawls out of that box. Magic man. Magic man. Magic man. Yeah. With the go time. But he, Jeff crawls out of that box. Uh, he didn't look very sweaty for a guy that's been sitting in a box for like hours. He didn't look that sweaty, or he did. I didn't. I didn't see. I, I didn't pay that close of attention. Oh yeah, it, 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 he looked fresh as a daisy. Well, he was probably sleeping. Yeah, yeah resting up. Right, resting up because he's, he's gonna be, fucking. He's got three minutes, man. Well, that, well, that's the thing. So three minutes. He had three for minutes. the rest of your life, and it was three minutes and twenty eight seconds for the heist. Right. Then he busted ass, and then yeah. there was two minutes and thirty six seconds as he was laying there, and Gene was doing the diversion. Yeah. Like, look at me. Right. <laughs> And then it was another uh, 47 seconds mm. after he woke up before he ran off screen. Ah. But that was just off the one screen. And then right. presumably there was probably at least another couple minutes when it took him to go go hide in the bathroom until the store opened up the next right. day. So it's a good thing Gene did all that research so he could actually talk mm-hmm. sports and be convincing in case he needed to delay things mm-hmm. or whatever. That was actually a very sad scene because even though he was, he was uh, acting, you know, like sad, and all that. There was a moment there where he like he actually kind of breaks a little bit, and he you know he says that he doesn't have his parents are dead, right? His brother is dead, right? He doesn't have a wife, right? You know, again, the security guard is probably uh, the second time in this episode <laughs> that <laughs> that you know he made a friend. Well, that I noted this. I noted this before. I, I think it was last episode where he he uses real shit to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. So he like opens the box to let this shit out that he's buried. Yeah. And then he closes it back up. Right. So he like has control kind of over, but then you see he breaks down, you know, when he rounds the corner, but yeah, that's like his whole thing. So it's, it is real when he's manipulating and lying. It's, it's real emotions. And he's really like, he really is that depressed and he really is that lonely. And then he just shuts it off. Yeah. And then I also noted, you know, since the theme of the theme is themes and the theme of themes is theme having themes and themes, mm-hmm. the duality of man thing I keep talking about is that's why I wanted, like, the magic man, after he gets done bullshitting uh, Spreckensy, Deutsch, mm-hmm. he does a little magic man thing, 
But then after he gets done bullshitting the security guard, he has like a full on panic attack and his heart like literally hurts. Yeah. Because he had that issue, medical issue. He made a connection. Yeah. Well, that he just like can't handle it. Like the, the pressure of him getting through that moment and then he like breaks down. I think that was, I even wrote down like the end of Saul Goodman. Yeah. Question mark. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Smash the like button. Right, exactly. Turn the page. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, Bob Seeger. Turn the page. Well, that's more Metallica. That's more Metallica. Yeah. Okay, that's the worst version. And then we show, like, you know, the next day, Sprechensee Deutsch opens the stores, and then Jeff emerges from the toilet looking disheveled as fuck. That's right. Nobody thinks it's weird that this, like, crazy homeless-looking guy, because he, he definitely looked hoboed out. Have person. you ever been to a department store in the morning? No. They're full of... <laughs> Full of weirdos. <laughs> Full of people walking out of the toilet looking oh. at the show. That's fuck. No, that's not true. I've never been to a department store in the morning. Yeah. I did like the background conversation where um where the driver came and picked up the box and he did bring Miss mm-hmm. Deutsch flowers. Yes. And then so he gives a little nice smirk. Man of his word. And then Jeff leaves the store with a big old smirk. That's right. Yeah. So Top of the World, Ma. Just one thing, uh, Two is um, where are we at with this? Hold on, give me one second. Okay, never mind. I'll say that in a second then. Okay. Oh, I wanted to point out the whole sports talk conversation too that I, you said it was it was bullshit. You said they used information from a real game. Mm-hmm. No, Google determined that's a lie. Oh, but the, I thought it was a real game. Well, I don't know something about the four hundred eighty-four yards. I actually looked it up because you said it was from a real game, and it's like. If you Google it, you can come across the quarterback Martinez and that number. Mm-hmm. So once again, it's like somebody that doesn't know sports wrote this. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, so we're back in the garage at Miriam's house. Marion. Marion. Her name is Marion Brunette. Marion Brunette. Marion in quotations. Carol. Yeah. Brunette. That's right. Uh, and then Gene just kind of. Uh, which is on a dime, you know. They're all celebratory and uh-huh. excited, and then it's like uh, he kind of grabs, he kind of uh, grew Nip, some balls, nips it in the bud, nips it in the bud, Nipsey Russell, old no, old Nippy Russell, that's right. right? <laughs> Does the whole like you're enjoying yourself, and then he schools them on the law and like how they're liable uh-huh. and can go to jail and all that, mutually assured uh, destru- uh, destruction. Uh-huh. Says I'm not your friend, uh, buddy. Yeah, I actually wrote that here. I am not your friend, guy. <laughs> <laughs> not your guy friend. But um, okay. One thing that like kind of annoyed me, yeah, was when he did. I I need you to say it. Uh like it's over. That's got to be like the third or fourth time this season somebody's done that. I got to hear you say. It. I was, I was just saying, that's Mike a did recurring, it like two episodes ago. That's a recurring. Theme. Lalo did it. Yep. You know, I need to hear you say it. And I, I think, think there was one other time this season where. At least one other time where somebody's like, God, has every character said that? Because remember, there was, I don't even remember what it was. Earlier in the season, there was like something every character was saying. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what it was, but that phrase is like a phrase that like every character had a turn. Yeah. I wonder if they did that too with this phrase. Like every character has a turn. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it, right? That's good writing. It's kind of clever. You think that's clever? Well, when you work it in organically, so every character. I guess so. I know it's lame and a cliche. Mm-hmm. But still, the fact that like every, like you're annoyed b- by what I think is cool about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> that. Everybody has said it. And poor uh, Jeff. Yeah, you know he looked he looked kind of sad. 
He well, thought, he thought he made a friend. Like I said, but it also may, he might be a little sad because his meal ticket also just kind of went by the way. See, I don't know. Did he think because he he goes, "This is the only one," and Jeff's like, "I know that." You know, like the, the, he thought it was a one and done situation, but I guess Slip and Jiminy Slip and Jiminy knows mm, the slip cricket knows the slippery slope of this lifestyle to where it will just mm-hmm. suck you in and you will want more. And he even says that you're gonna want more. Don't come at don't. Yeah. He We're gave done. him a parting gift. He imparted his knowledge on his way right. out. And like I said. Do he, with it what the, you will. The original deal, he said, we're done. After we do this one thing and we're done. Mm. So then I didn't feel bad once I realized that. Because at first I was like, oh, I thought they were going to be buddies. Like, Yeah. Lonely lonely uh, Jeff and Jim and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the dog. Yeah, the guy with the, the dog. Just kind of hung out. Yeah. Just probably Jerry or something. Yeah. Jerk then, stuff. Then we go back to the Cinnabon. Oh, I did notice before that that Marion was walking around the kitchen just fine. Yeah, that's right. She was. She's scamming him. Mm-hmm. What if? What if there's a long game? Okay. She set this whole thing up. She put Jeffrey, Jeffy, Jeffy into that position to call out Saul so Saul would come. And do the thing, and now they're. Oh thing, man, wouldn't that be weird? And she's like, because they did, they did the, make a big deal that Carol Burnett was in this show. It'd right. be awesome if like that was not her only role. She's the real puppeteer, and this uh. is even like going longer. She's manipulating Gene. She knows that he's Saul Goodman, uh huh, and she's playing a long game. Oh man, that'd be fucking that sweet. Be so awesome. Then she can tug her ear like three more times. <laughs> oh man, tugging it all day, <laughs> just tugging it as hard as she could. Uh, and then they can get. Uh... Oh, never mind. There's something that Carol Burnett look alike. Mama's family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. her involved? Right, yeah. <laughs> but we're back at the Cinnabon. Gene takes a lunch at the uh, at the suggestion of one of his employees, and he stops by the store to check it out. He looks happy. When, when Before that, he looks happy when he's just making the Cinnabon. Yeah, because he he, like, he's still riding that high, man. That he's at peace. He pulled it off. So, like, when he was browsing, and he kind of pulls out, like, the loud-ass tie and the loud-ass shirt together. I mm-hmm. thought what was going to happen at this point in the show, I thought what was going to happen <laughs> is that, you know, like, he, he puts the shirt and tie down. But what I was waiting for was, because just behind him was the rack of coats, mm-hmm. I was just waiting for him to grab, like, uh, like you know, in the advertisements, like, for Better Call Saul, they had a Gene advertisement where, like, it was Gene and a Cinnamon thing, but he had a red coat. So everything was black and white except for the red coat that he had over his shoulder. Yeah. So I was just waiting for him to, like, kind of double back and grab like an obnoxiously red coat. Ah. And then like everything fades to color like in the fucking Wizard of Oz. Ah. And then he's back in the yeah, Saul it, mode again. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That that's what I thought was going to come, but it didn't. You know what? It no. just seemed it seemed like that's that's the end of Gene's story. Like I that's think just so, all you're yeah, cuz the the scene where Marion's walking around like a normal person using her legs. Mhm. Which she didn't do the rest of the episode. Yeah. I'm still kind of upset about that. Or it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said something about happy endings. Yeah. Although with Jeff and him, it's not a happy ending. She doesn't know that because he told him to fuck off. But I th- I noted that happy ending. So then when I saw him making the Cinnabons, then he, he kind of looks at himself in the mirror sideways and then puts it back and wanders off. I was like, maybe, maybe somebody gets a happy ending in a show written by... Peter Gilligan. Peter no. James Gilligan. What yeah. the fuck's his name? Peter Gilligan. Gilligan. Vince. Vince Gilligan. You were way off. 
Vince Gill against Peter Gould. Yeah. I get what you're saying. In a show written by Peter and Vince. Yeah. You know, though. In a show written by these guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this whole thing. Take this, four. This, they were rolling on take four yeah, this, in a show written by these guys. Yeah, this cute little yeah. thing they got going. Everybody has a bad ending. Yeah. Maybe Saul's the one that has a happy ending. You know what? Maybe he does, because thinking about it, really, there's nothing preventing him from being friends with the security guards going forward. But that's just going to lead. It's going to be too too much, too much temptation, because now he's inside. He's you know that's true. I guess he could take it from like an addiction angle, but but or maybe he'll be friends with Frank and Rooster, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Marion seems to be a friend. Maybe he'll go back and be friends with Marion. I don't see. That's the sad part, right? Because she thinks she found a friend, but I think mm-hmm. that he would never communicate with her again. Yeah, he can't. Unless he gets over it, you know, and says, you know, maybe Jeff's not a threat and mm-hmm. we can be friends. Yeah. Either way, there's many ways that can go. Yeah. I still like if Marion was playing the a long scheme. I'm going to say like that, that um, like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next three episodes, obviously. But. No, because they give the little clip at the end where he's talking about you get to a point where you don't remember it. Almost like flashback to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Kim before she left about how you're going to wake up and brush your teeth and realize yeah. you didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Which I also thought was in the end of that episode, last episode, Yeah, is that the day? Is that why they showed that day? Is that the day Saul finally woke up and didn't think about her? Oh, yeah. Maybe. How's that for some insight, motherfucker? Look at, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think um, overall, though. I, I hope we don't see any more of Gene. You think that? I think that's. A I, solid I really like ending. kind of the Gene thing, and then we were but kind they of show the for car it. at the crossroads, at the literal crossroads in the upcoming thing. Yeah, they did. I'm just hoping that's some sort of misdirection because I hope so. I kind of like that they're like just kind of ending everybody's storylines with three episodes to go. So you know what I mean. So who? So what would the next three episodes be if Gene's done? Then you go back to Saul. Yeah. And then to the point where, do you think it's going to end with Walter and Jesse walking into the office? That'd be pretty fucking lame. I almost, it, I like, I, it, I, I can't decide if that's lame or perfect. I think I, in my mind, that would be so much better if you never saw Jesse and you never saw Walt. Yeah, you just kind of see, uh, like from uh, Saul's perspective, being like fucking kidnapped. You know, and like. When they put the bag over his well, head. Well, that's right, because that's how they meet him, isn't it? Right, because no, he's walking outside, they pull, up, they pull up in a van, and they fucking kidnap him and take him to the desert. That's the first time he meets him, right? They never enter his office. That's later. No, they, they, met, they met him in the office and stuff like that. And then they kidnapped him. Yeah, because he knew who they were, right? Because like uh, they, they had to get because Badger was selling their heroin, and they had to get Badger off yeah. the hook. And Jesse does the whole thing about like if you're gonna if if you're a criminal who needs a lawyer, you need a criminal lawyer, right? Right. And then, but I forget why they they kidnapped Saul to begin with, but but it was after they knew him because because when they were yeah. in the desert, Walter coughed and he's like, Mister White. That's right. Right. And then that's when he's like, you got to give me a dollar because yeah. if you give me a dollar, now you employ me, and now we have confidentiality. Which I think my subliminal consciousness remembers that, which is why I think. It would be cool if it ended with them walking into his office. And that is the only time you see him in the show. Mm. There's no, and then everybody gets there. Hey, they're finally in the show. Air yeah. quotes. But like, to, cause that's where it meshes up. Like literally bring yeah. it, bring it to the timeline, connect the shows. Boom, done. Story complete. Yeah. 
But like, because who else is? We have no other timelines to let, wrap up, right? Ed, not that Begley I'm aware of. No, Junior. Ed, Begley we don't know what happened with Sandpiper. I guess we have to infer that he got the money. He got the money. Well, we know because money. he got the money because he bought the big fucking. Oh, that's right. They had to go through with the settlement because he fucked it all up. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh. So yeah, yeah I don't know what's going to happen in the next three episodes, but I'd like to think it's. I, I know the teaser wasn't black and white, but I'd like to think that like Gene's just done, like he, he, you know. Current day, Gene Takovic is just somewhere out there. Maybe even regional manager now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Or I, multi-store manager, at least, you know. You're obviously supposed to be led to think he's talking to Kim on the phone, mm -hmm. right? So maybe he tries and get back in touch with Kim. Yeah. Which makes you think, like, God damn it, it's going to be a sad ending. I wish it was a happy ending, but it probably will be, like, a bad ending yeah. for Gene. Because everybody else has a terrible ending. That's true. Maybe they Thelma and Louise it off a cliff, but you'd have to go pretty far because there's nothing in Nebraska of any elevation. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the hill you climbed in Boy Scouts, and you said you climbed a mountain. Uh, that was actually a mountain, mm -hmm. sir. Right. Like, wait, wait, did I look it up and give you the elevation? It's like eleven thousand feet. Okay, and Everest is only eight. I'm just saying, it's not. A mountain. I'm pretty sure I was higher up than Everest. It's not a mountain if you can reach the top of it by standing on a five-gallon bucket that's overturned. <laughs> yes. Well, that's not what happened. <laughs> Literally climbed that shit for like 12 fucking hours. Switchbacks are the worst. <laughs> I didn't say saying. we had to mountaineer our way to the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We just had to walk Okay. up. I got gotcha. Up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a sideways walk. Mm -hmm. One of those upward walks. Right. To the sky. Look, just because you climbed a mountain that had a people mover that could take it to the top of the All right, look, all I'm saying is I could probably reach up and touch the moon. <laughs> all right. I, I know I could reach up and grab a galaxy or two. I was ducking comets that That's day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and lightning. All right. So, anyway, um, good episode. I'm glad we got a Gene episode. I liked it. Fuck you, OG. I yeah, think fuck it you, was, OG. I thought yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Thought it was cool. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice change of pace. I, I just hope we don't see Gene ever again. I like to think that he's still friends with the security guards. Yeah, let's make up our own story about that, whatever you want to believe in your own head, mm -hmm. and uh, go from there, because uh, in my head, he's... Spreading he's... the cream on the... Yeah. Creaming with Gene. That's the next series. Cream. He's creaming with Gene. Give him that Gene cream. Yeah. <laughs> all day. Miriam's giving that Gene cream all, <laughs> all day. See, in my world... Gene is he's over Saul. Mm -hmm. Um, he 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 uh, goes hangs out with Marion. Maybe they have some coffee or something. They're talking about Kim. Mm -hmm. He brings Kim up. Yeah, she talks him into reaching out. Yeah, he can prove that he's out of the game. Mm -hmm. And Kim's like, I would love to reconnect, but I'm married to this guy. Gotcha, George. Ah, slipping George, they call him. <laughs> old slipping G. That's and she's actually pulling uh, retirement home scams uh -huh. and like uh, extended warranty coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phone calls. And it like cuts to present day and she just has like a call center of people like calling to tell you that your car's warranty she's is expired. She's got a legal pad and a pack of cigarettes hunched over a landline phone like, can I interest <laughs> you? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, she's single and pining for him and then they get back together and uh, then they get hit by And a bus. then they, they have a marriage much like the opening scene from Kill Bill. I've seen Kill Bill, but I don't remember the marriage scene. Since when they come in and assassinate everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the jolted lover from the past comes in oh. and kills everybody. All right. Nice. Yeah. I just remember the stupid like half-inch punch. And then she's kill. like, Jimmy, it's your baby. 
And then it just leads to a whole nother, like. That's what she says as he shoots her in the head. Oh. It's your, Bill, it's your baby. Gotcha. All right. Wiggle your big toe, Brian. Woo. Okay. Wiggle your big toe. All right. I'm ending this. Uh, my name so is anyway, Chuck. good episode. Glad it happened. Don't know what's going to happen in the next three episodes, but it'll be excited to find out. I'm most excited to see what they do with the opening credits. Yeah, because we are. I can give a fuck less about Walter and Jesse. Because that's 10. So now we have extras. There's two left? Three. Three left. Three left. So. All right. Well, with that, Dave. What if it's going to be the Breaking Bad intro? Wow. Uh, what if they, like, mix the two? So that's what it'll be. Oh. The, ne- the next opening sequence will, will start with the Better Call Saul blue screen tape. Yeah. You know? And then it'll, like, fast forward. And then, like, <laughs> it'll somehow morph into uh, yes. the Breaking Bad. Yes. And I, did I like, what if it slowly builds to that? Like, they press play, and then it goes off on a dark screen, and then the second episode starts with the dark screen, but then the smoke starts to waft up, huh. and then on the last episode, smoke's wafting up, and then it turns green, and then right as it says, Better Call Sal, written by Vince Gilligan, and, and then you just hear that first, like, wham, and then the show starts. I would dig it. Yeah, That'd be cool. Calling it. Did I say on the show about uh, I was working a gig at a a, a small shit town festival <laughs> in the beer garden? I was doing live sound for a band, and this little like teenage kid walks by and he goes, "Play the Better Call Saul theme song." Yeah, you said that. That's I don't funny. know if I ever said that on the show or not. So I wanted you guys to know that some kid was like yelling that at the band, not our show, the, the actual TV show. Yeah, they wanted to hear the Better Call Saul theme song. See? I was like, wow. It gives me hope for our youth. It does. Like, kids dig this show. Yeah. But hopefully don't, they don't listen to this podcast, but they dig the show. Good. I don't want them in. Explicit. 18 and over. Call us idiots. Call us geniuses. Call us. <laughs>